Uh, Pastor Mark asked me uh, if I would preach uh, this morning. And really what started coming through in some of the prayers and and other things I was reading was really what I, I believe is a purpose to my ministry here at Xenia Naz. Um, and, and I'll even go beyond that to say a purpose of ministry together, wherever we are. Um, I want to I kind of relate that to, to a story um, of, of myself. In 1983, I joined the military, joined the Air Force, um, you know, I was engaged to be married to Tammy, had been laid off in California and didn't know what I was going to do. So, of course, I'm thinking the military is going to give me a trade to where then I could take that trade and apply it on the outside. Took an oath. You know, I, I mean, I'm 19 years old to defend our nation against all enemies, foreign and domestic, which might include losing my life. Now, as a 19-year-old, I probably put that last part out of my mind because I really didn't grasp the importance or that part of it. And I wonder at times if we hear or we see things just like that in God's word that we just really don't put together. Um, I want to read to you uh, from Ephesians chapter 4, and we've got it on the screen. And if you have the... The, uh, the new Bibles, if you've got those, I, I believe I found it on page 815. And, and turn to Ephesians uh, chapter 4. Now, I'll, I'll be honest with you, this uh, passage is one of my driving forces, what God has really pushed me in the direction of. And this was, goes as far back as 1998, uh, when I first got called to the ministry, and then I was in a church, and the pastor left. We were a church uh, probably about Xenia size, maybe a little more. We were over 500 a, uh, a lot. And when that pastor left to go to another church, I found out kind of why. Because he was trying to get us the church involved in ministry. But because of his personality, even though we weren't kind of waking up to it a lot, he took care of it himself. And it wore him out. I'm not saying that's why he left the church and went to another church, but it was a wake-up call to me. Because it wasn't five months later, our church was at 100. Because we, as a congregation, did not understand this. 
from Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers. Go on to verse 12 for me. To prepare God's people, to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. Now, let me, let me kind of preface this. Really, and we'll, I'll, I'll know if, if we believe, God is saying from, from a previous verse in chapter 4, referring to Psalms, that ministers, those apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, are gifts to you, the church. In other words, I'm your gift. Okay, good. No laughing. <laughs> but, you know, here, here's the thing. When you talk about a discipleship pastor, my whole purpose should be to do that, to build you up, to equip you is another word that it talks about, for service. Because here's the important part. We are ministry partners. In other words, we are in this to partner together in ministry. And, you know, here, here's, here's the odd thing. I have some former ministry partners here this morning in the service with me. Because we had a part in each other's lives. And you'll, you'll understand a little more of that as we, as we get going. So we as ministers to the church are here to equip you. When I started in, in a ministry about seven years ago, I got those ministry partners. I don't like using the term volunteers because volunteers have a negative connotation. We're ministry partners. So I got them together. And, and I kind of put, put, put this continuum. In other words, on, on this side, I asked them, I put on here, do you believe that we pay the pastors to do everything? And if so, mark it towards that end of the continuum. And then on this side, on the other side of the continuum, it's our church leaders who train the ministry partners in order to do the ministries. And, and so I asked, where do we fall? Where do we fall here? Well, it wasn't completely to the left, but it was pretty darn close. And I, and I told them, I said, here is what I believe my calling is. Exactly what that says. I want it to the far right side. And that is specifically why Pastor Mark brought me on. The church board who interviewed me heard that. In fact, um, I even, at the expense of maybe ending an interview as a senior pastor at another church, when they asked me, how are you going to close the back door of people leaving. I sat there and I said, I'm not. And I said, there's a reason why I'm not. 
because it's not about me. It's about we. We will close that door. We will build the kingdom of God. And that is what this verse is saying to us today. Now, us pastors, we have to let go of a few things as well. We have to let go of that controlling idea or thought or way of doing things and allow people within the congregation to be developed, to be equipped, to be the church. Because it's not just here each and every Sunday morning, as I say, it's out there where you live. It's out there with the people that you work with. It's out there with your families. That you are ministers. That you are ministers. Um, now, let me just kind of clarify something a little bit before I move on. When we talk about service in the church, there's a few negative connotations that come to mind. One, okay, they need a Sunday school teacher. No. I, I'm, I'm not saying we need a Sunday school teacher. Because that's just what people seem to think. Because see, in, if you go back just a few verses in chapter 4 to verse 7, if you'll bring that up, Brad, verse 7 says this. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. In a couple of other translations, it talks about gifts. You see, each and every one of you has been gifted by God. Each and every one of you. And here's the thing. What we're talking about is exactly in kind of what the song was saying. Where you lead, I will follow. Because God has given you that gift, are you going to use it? What is the gift? I don't know. Each and every one of you have different gifts. So in other words, will some of you maybe step up or want to become Sunday school teachers? I don't know. You might. But you know what? We need people to pray. We need people to contact people. You know, we're just now starting to get our new, the new management system going. And, and one of the things that I have right here in the back of my mind, and, and we're very, very close, and that is contacting people that are gone for a little while. And I already know two lovely ladies that are wanting to do that. They used to do that. But because we've kind of grown a little bigger, we need that. You know, I was talking with, with Dr. Joe. Do I see Dr. Joe in here? Doc, there, there he is. I was talking to Dr. Joe. This, never met him before. And, it, you know, one of the things, he's back here from Mount Vernon. There are people that move on to different transitions and different seasons in life. And I know that God talks to people about maybe filling a void somewhere. 
But the thing is, is we have to, one, hear it, and then two, listen. Because that's where that action comes out. And that is following what God wants. Whether it's in prayer, whether it's in, as Wally and Jane, doing, doing the flowers and, and the yards, you know, there are so many things that are out here that can be done. Um, on the other side of this is it's about spiritual growth. Because it's not just about serving. It's an opportunity for you to grow spiritually. And you might be saying, well, how am I going to grow spiritually by serving? You're going to start to see changes in people, in in things that you come in contact with. Because one of the things that I have always said is we touch each other and, and I'm going to kind of get into the, the next point a little bit. But you connect with each other. You know, each of the Sunday school teachers or each of the groups, I, I, I call them all groups, whether it's Sunday morning, Sunday night, caring communities, small groups, whatever. They're all groups. What I would hope is that within each of those groups, we're taking care of each other. You know, the reason why I say that is because as we, the church, learn this idea of ministering together, I know for a fact there are going to be people that may be sick or that may be hurting that would rather see someone from that group that they have bonded with, that they have been through the valley with than a pastor. Now, I'm not saying that you wouldn't like a visit from, the, from Pastor Mark or, or someone, someone else on staff, but what I'm saying is there may be more meaning within someone from your group. And so that's what I'm saying. It may be getting involved a little more with your group that you're currently in. Whether it's in hospitality, whether it's in calling, whether it's, it, it doesn't have to be in teaching. It doesn't have to be in leading a group. It can just be writing a card, picking up a phone and calling. I, I called um, John and Evie Longland on Tuesday. They sit right here during the second service. An older couple, great couple. They keep to themselves. We have those type of people in our church. But they had been gone for three weeks. And people may not know that. And those are the type of things that we, as we start to grow, because I'm telling you, when ministry and growth happens within each and every one of us as disciples of Christ, if it is done the right way, according to what Paul is saying in Ephesians 4, a lot of times, church growth happens. It doesn't happen the other way around, folks. Listen to me. It happens with us first. 
You've heard me talk about it before. A disciple, disciples make a church. A church doesn't make disciples. It starts with each and every one of us. And it starts with whatever God has gifted you with. A couple weeks ago, Pastor Mark had to go to Columbus uh, to be with uh, the Ayers family when Adam passed away on a Wednesday. I was, I was in a class. I, could, I mean, I could have canceled what I was doing for that particular evening, not gone to one of my classes, and been here to do Wednesday night. But guess what? Cindy Anderson and Dave Beam stepped up and filled in. Ministry. Partnering. It doesn't always have to be us. I want to read you something that I read in an article by Stephen Blandino. He wrote this, Have you ever noticed that the gap between what we learn and what we apply is often like the Grand Canyon? Why is that? While you could easily argue that it's impossible to do everything you learn, it is almost true that most of us could do better at closing our knowledge and doing gaps. Doing is the great separator between people who learn and people who grow. Until learning translates into behavioral changes, in other words, actions, the learning has done little to benefit you. That's hard. That's hard to hear. That's hard to understand at times. But it's not always as we say. Because in the last slide, I want to show you the last three verses. Verse, uh, chapter 4, verses 13 through 16. Until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of, God, Son of God and become mature, attaining the whole measure of the fullness of Christ, then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of men in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love we will in all things grow up into him who is the head, that is Christ. And this is, this is the ending part of this passage. From him the whole body, joined together and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Because, see, in the end, it's all about building community. Or, as a friend of mine always says, building a common unity as a body of Christ. But we have to do it together. I have been the discipleship pastor here at Xenia for 11 months now. And... It, 
I've, I've think, I think I really have a handle as far as knowing a lot of people and seeing where we can go from here. And you're going to start to hear some of those things come out over the next couple of months to where when we start the new year, you're going to see a lot of things happening. Now, I, I'm not saying that I am going to do this alone. You see, it's going to take people partnering with us in ministry in order to accomplish this. Because hear me, it's, it's really true here in this church. I'm, I'm not going to take it personal because of what I say. Pastors come and go. Would you agree? Who stays? You. You're the church. Everyone is, you know, you're interlinked. You're family. And here's the thing. Some, I mean, some of the relations in this church, I mean, are spread far and wide. You have to, the pastors are the interlopers. <laughs> We're the ones that, well, except for Brandon. Brandon is related. Um, but seriously, you're all family. And so here's what we're trying to do, is my story connects with yours. Your story connects with someone else. Because when our stories start to connect, when our lives start to connect, that's when we're going to see great things happen within people of our church. Because we're going to be there for each other. We're going to speak truth and life into people. We are going to build each other up. We're going to walk with each other on this journey with God. And I hope and I pray that as, as we start to go forward with this, that you start to understand and to learn what gifts you may have or what passions you may have. Because we want to utilize all of those. You see, if, if you go back into the book of... Uh, see, now I, I forgot it, Sherry. I knew I forgot the whole story now. Uh, 1 Samuel chapter 21. It talks about uh, Abishai and David. David has been at war with the Philistines again. Which, if we know, when he was younger, that's when Goliath fell. Well, here is a descendant of Goliath, and David has been at war with the Philistines for many, many years, and he was exhausted, it says. And Abishai said, No, we are not going to allow you to be taken from what your call is, David. And so Abishai went and slayed the giant. What giants are you going to slay for your pastors so that Pastor Mark can concentrate on this each and every Sunday morning? Because I'm telling you folks, there were for the last few weeks... He's been on. 
I mean, if you haven't heard the sermons, if you weren't here, I, I highly recommend you go out online and listen to them because they are important to our church. We have had visitors coming in in droves, but have we introduced ourselves to them? Have we tried to see if they are looking for another church family or if they are looking for a church family, if they know Christ? Because that's where we as a church need to go. You know, I, I want to I end um, with a quote from Os Guinness uh, in, in a book titled The Call. And, and this is just a short quote. It says, well, not a short quote, but it is to me. Uh, the story of the church, like the story of Israel, is the story of people, not just of individuals. Prior to, ex- to the exodus from Egypt, the Bible tells us of God's call to individuals and families. Abraham, Isaac, But the phrase, the people of Israel, is first used in Exodus. The descendants of the same individuals and families are now fused into a people and a community by the founding acts of liberation and covenant. Thus, over against history's involuntary groupings, such as the tribe, the city-state, and the nation, there now stands a new community composed of willing members. The assembly of God's called out ones. These are bound together by a covenant and living out a corporate calling that both complements and transcends their callings as individuals. Where are we going to stand as, as a church? Because you see, I got a call into ministry about 12 years into my military career. After 23 years of military service, God called me out of that. Out of doing things for the military, which later on I started to understand what I was serving for. It was for a bigger purpose. It wasn't just to get a trade and a paycheck. But through all of that learning and maturing, I also learned to serve a higher purpose. And that is to serve God. It took steps. But it also took listening. Father, where are we in this call? Where are we when it comes to this idea of being equipped, of of helping each other along this road, of being a community? I I hope as, as we kind of talked a little bit today, and as we have, God, you and I over the last few weeks, that 
we understand it's, it's not a matter of stepping on toes or, or saying that we're not doing things, but it's a matter of wakening ourselves up to something that we may not know or we may not, under, may not have understood. And so, Father, uh, as we go out this week, may we just kind of press into this a little more, lean into you to hear God, what is it that you have for me? What is it that I may be holding back? The verse that Pastor Mark used, give to God what is God's. We have our talents. Am I giving that back to you, God? May we just understand that even more this week. And we will thank you for that. We love you, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. <clears throat> As um, we prepare for the offering, I, I just want to bring, bring to mind uh, a couple of things from the bulletin. Again, we talked about FPU. I won't bring that up. But you'll also see in the bulletin uh, something about grief share. Uh, there are a lot of people in, in, in our church that have suffered losses and are still grieving. Please look at that. If you have questions about what grief share is or anything like that, um, please talk to me. Uh, that is something that we are, uh, I know the person who is, who is doing it. Uh, she lives here in Xenia, but they are doing it at Beaver Creek Church of the Nazarene. Um, but we wanted to open it up because it's not something that we need to start ourselves when someone that we trust is, is already doing that. So take a look at that. Also, uh, if you're not aware, if you have your bulletins, we have those pull-out cards uh, to where we can know that you have been here. If you have any questions, maybe you know God has spoken to you during the service and you just you know that you want to maybe help in some area or you just want to know, okay, what is this about spiritual gifts? And, and how can I know that? I, I can talk to you about that. That's what those cards are for. If you don't have a bulletin, just come up to me afterwards. The other thing is, if you are a visitor, again, we will, uh, we will be in the, in the back, uh, I will, and, and we can talk. Uh, love to meet you. Love to uh, find out a little bit more about you. So... We will keep that in mind as, as, as we leave, please. If the ushers will come forward. Did I hit everything? Wow. To pray a prayer of benediction over you this morning. May God, may you know that your God is walking beside you today and tomorrow. Go and be what God has called us.